What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Wandcast, the chapter-by-chapter reread of the Harry Potter series with an ink bottle full of crap brew on the side. I'm Jade, and I'm here with Nate. Hello. And Aaron. Hello. And on this episode, we are flying through chapter one of Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm not a fan of heights, so what are we going to do about that? Well, we'll deal with that when it comes. Okay. And, you know, in this in this book, it's Harry's turning... 13 and a lot of changes come it's a big birthday yeah a lot of changes come when you're 13 <laughs> so uh much like the changes that harry's gonna go through this uh-huh. podcast is going through a couple little changes itself so at this point i'm gonna pass it over to the new host of the podcast it's going to be aaron he's going to be leading us through through the, the one cast from now on yeah it's me hello i'm aaron I've been on a few of these Harry Potter episodes in the past. I joined on with the Sword of Truth podcast as an official third host. And uh, you guys very generously extended that invite to the Harry Potter podcast. And I think, too, that this will give you guys more of an opportunity to enjoy these books a little bit more. Because you don't have to take the notes and do all that stuff. You just get to read and talk about it. Yeah. Which is we know we it's. I was gonna say we know it's gonna be good because after the transition that Jade just did a moment ago, mm-hmm. the bar is set very high. Very high. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry for what's to follow. Uh, that being said, as my first official act as the official host of the official. Ooh. Unofficial Harry Potter podcast, I say. <laughs> yeah, that last one's for <laughs> legal debate, legal uh, reasons. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's up for debate. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to just talk about when you grab this book for the first time, you see Harry writing who knows whatever the f- hell that is. It's a hippogriff. <laughs> uh, and we get Hermione on the back. There's an issue with this. Oh, oh wait, what's going on? <laughs> oh. So whoever was coloring in the illustration... I mean, I've done this before when, you're, when I've been coloring in. But if you look, Hermione's arm seems to be the one that's holding the reins. Oh, God, it does look like that. it's actually supposed to be, that arm should be like blue. Yeah, the blue and, and perp- green or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah, this is, it looks like right here, and I know this is a, you know, audio format, but <laughs> yeah. it 
Harry's arm very clearly comes out from his body and then right where it turns at his elbow is definitely Hermione. It's her colors. Yeah. Yeah. And to clarify, we are looking at the older version of the book cover, not the uh, audible version, not the audiobook version. The one I saw when I was picking it up as a child. Yeah, Yeah. The one that came out in whatever year this book came out in. Yeah. Because uh, that would have probably been good information to have, but I don't have it off the top of my head. But yeah, the other hand is very clearly like down on his like side. Oh yeah, that's where the that's the passenger hand. Yeah, it would but be they awkward. Colored it. Yeah, yeah, it would be awkward if Harry had his hand down there and Hermione was reaching around him on the reins. Yeah, back in 1999, you <laughs> oh, know, because yeah, I just yeah. remembered that's yeah. when this book came yeah. out. You know, that's this is the one we saw. So it's funny you mentioned that, Jade, because I don't know if I've ever noticed that. Because, like, I look at the front cover when I get the book, but then it mostly goes back into a bookshelf and I only see the spine. I don't I don't really like the go, front cover that with much. With these covers, I, I flipped back and forth to the covers so much. Yeah. I loved them so much. But yeah, like, if you, if you aren't sure, like, if this happens to be the first time you're reading this book, there's a lot of stuff that, like, by the time you get to the end... Yeah, by the time you get to the end, all of a sudden, you know everything that's going on in this front cover. Yeah. It's a little tease. It's a little taste of what's to come. Speaking of a tease and a taste, do you guys just kind of want to maybe get right into it? Yeah. And maybe have a little discussion about chapter one. Yeah, maybe we'll come back to the book at the at the end when yeah. you do know everything that's on Maybe there. once yeah. we shut that back cover, we'll take another look. <laughs> uh, but for now, I think maybe let's talk about chapter one. Oh, Owl yeah. Post. I got my wand. I got my drink. We are yeah, all actually, set. Jade and I were were uh, wondering, could you put your wand away? <laughs> we don't have the the whiteboard to tell us, you know, be careful when <laughs> making a joke. I got it. I got Gag it. Real episode one. Got it in. <laughs> Of course he's going to make a good joke right now. Damn it. <laughs> you should know by now not to drink when I'm around. <laughs> that was totally my fault. Uh, no, 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 Nate. It was mine. I will take responsibility. And I'm also going to take responsibility for getting into chapter one. I will post. And we start off, as most of the Harry Potter books have had so far, with an introduction to our main man, Harry Potter. We know that he hated the summer holidays. Weird. He really wanted to do homework, but was forced to do it in secret. Double weird. Oh, and uh, he's a wizard. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we join our main man, Harry Potter, at roughly midnight. And he's got his blanket drawn over his head. uh, And he's using a flashlight to read because he's a nerd. (laughs) Well, he's hiding. Yeah, nerd. He's doing homework. <laughs> He's doing homework over the summer. Nerd. Sneaking homework. I I mean, my kids would never do this. I would I will never ever catch them doing well, this. Well, also, how weird is it? I mean, they give you summer packets, right? Yeah. When you leave school, you get a yeah. summer packet to keep your brain fresh. But your classes are done. Your other classes have yet to begin. So who's assigning this homework? Your new classes? Because they get it at the end of the school year, right? Because he had it before he got his schedule and all that shit. I mean your class is done your professor whatever no i'm not doing your shit (laughs) this gave me a a grade this happened to me because my senior year of high school i took ap spanish and we had to do an entire 300 page workbook over the summer before we started ap spanish 
that was our first assignment was to do it over the summer. I like that the homework he's working on was an essay, which burning in the 14th century was completely pointless. Discuss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was reading A History of Magic by Bethilda Bagshot to find information on that. It was. It's just funny to me that his essay is how he's writing about something is pointless. And you guys were just talking about how some are essays, although sometimes required, are kind of pointless. Maybe not in your case. <laughs> To get into the class, you had to do the thing. In Jade's case, it was just like, there's no reason for me to do this. It's just going to get thrown away and it'll never come up again. Ours ended up getting graded on a curve because almost none of us did it. Yeah. Yeah. We get a few more um, background information summaries. You know, his essay starts off by saying non-magic people more commonly known as muggles, are very afraid of magic, but they're not very good at recognizing it. And we hear about Wendelin the Weird. She enjoyed being burned alive so much that she got caught no less than 47 times in various disguises. I just thought it was interesting because they obviously, like, because they say it just tickles them. Yeah. And they just let it burn. But then at some point, right, Uh they had to, like, disappear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which we do know that they could. They could. Maybe right. Right. Maybe and that's, I guess that's, that's what my thing is. That's how it would happen. Because they would, I was trying to think of the logistics of it. Like they oh, freeze yeah. the fire. I did as well. And then they would have to apparate as the fire like went up. So they yeah. wouldn't notice that they disappeared. Which granted, and hey, then, they're witches and wizards. Maybe they don't burn the same as regular muggles would. Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe that's maybe part of the lore. Maybe corpse at the end. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just a basic flame freezing charm. That takes care of those flames. And it feels like it tickles. Feels like it tickles, yeah. Yeah. You have to either laugh but make it sound like you're screaming. I would be screaming because I hate getting tickled, so (laughs) (laughs) the screams would be real. You know how it changes from fun to not fucking fun Uh, anymore? Stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop. Yes. (laughs) It would be that immediately. If you were in Harry's current situation, you would not do well then because he had to be quiet and do his homework in secret because the Dursleys. They absolutely hate magic. One of the ways they show their lovely hatred for magic is they tried to Do they post a bunch of signs in their yard? Big sign family. Bunch of extra flags and stickers all over the cars and stuff like that, just to how much they hate magic? It's it's part of their identity. Oh, okay. Point. But no, they, to try to, and they want to try to squash the magic out of Harry, so they they actually locked all of his magical items back into the cupboard under the stairs because they figure, hey, if he can't get to it, he can't be magical, I guess. Well, look, if you don't like the kid and you don't want him in your house, really, don't hide the shit he needs to do his schoolwork so he can get the fuck out of your house. Like, I get you don't like what he's doing, but then let him just get what he needs to done and then go. Problem here is you're trying to apply logic to the Dursleys. Ah, yeah. (laughs) But one of the reasons that Harry has to do this homework, he doesn't get along with all of his teachers. And we do get a quick mention of just how much he hates Professor Snape. No idea what hating a teacher is like. I've always loved every one of my teachers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's a weird thing to say when no one prompts you about it, Nate. But hey, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. Well, I feel like we'll get to know a little bit more about it, but apparently... Snape has like personal, real personal feelings, and hopefully none of your teachers had as personal of <laughs> feelings. But yeah. he was, yeah, yeah. You probably didn't have a teacher that was at least as vindictive the, as Snape was. No, one is was. one for sure was, and Jade <laughs> met him. 
Interesting. Uh, the other one happened when I was very young and just maybe scarred me a little bit. No big deal. But fuck her. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you're in a very good mood. No, uh, I'm solid. Well, and actually, as Harry Potter has to deal with right now, Vernon and Petunia were also not in good moods because not too long ago, they got a phone call from coming. one Ronald Weasley. He called the Dursley's phone, and I guess if I had to wrap it up into just a short phrase... Didn't go well. Ron was trying to speak to Vernon through the phone as if they were on opposite sides of the football pitch. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Just screaming. Unfortunately, this had a bit of a lasting effect. You know, Ron kind of knew that he had fucked up at this point because (laughs) Harry never even got a phone call from Hermione, who would not have had a problem using the phone. Yeah. Hermione knows how to because she grew up a muggle. Yeah. She could have very politely asked to speak to Harry, and it might not have been a huge deal, but Ron yeah. doing that first is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why Harry couldn't have just gotten their numbers, but... Called them. Yeah. 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 Well, Hermione's for sure. Ron probably doesn't have a phone. Well, it's silly, though, because Arthur loves uh, loves human thing, or human Muggle things. Oh, yeah. This is, the, this is the 80s. I mean, this I feel like yeah. at some point, the wizard's got to get up with this, the technology oh, a yeah. little bit, right? Because you can't be setting owls when hey, you can use phones. That sentiment's going to come up a little bit later that I'm going to point out as well. The whole wizard's apparently not knowing what I would thought was very common muggle technology. Yeah. So Harry was feeling a little bit lonely because he's been not able to talk to his friends. He's trying to do homework at night. But he does have Hedwig. And he was able to convince Vernon that he should be allowed to let Hedwig out at night because she was, like, scratching the shit out of her cage. It's a fucking owl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. By letting her out at night, you know, it was able to quiet her down a little bit. I want to speak in defense of the Dursleys for a second. Okay. 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 Harry... They didn't want him to go to the school in the first place. They weren't done with any of it, right? He goes off to go get his school shit with Hagrid, this big giant man who broke in and did all this. (laughs) Whatever. Broke Uh, into their house on an island. Yeah. Yeah. Chased them down. Yeah. Whatever. Took the shit. Left them them without a way back. Yeah. Because he took the boat. And then Harry comes back with a fucking owl. Like, he doesn't ask. This is a new pet in your home for, for at least a couple months out of the year. And it's not like a fucking dog. It's not a cat. It's you an owl. Perch that thing up on top of the refrigerator. Point at the family and just so, Hedwig, watch him. <laughs> you know, you, you gotta feed that. Or maybe not. You gotta let it out to eat. It just, it's a whole, it's loud. It Drop it, the whole fucking thing. I keep picturing Vernon trying to walk from the table towards the fridge, and then Hedwig just kind of <laughs> ruffles his feathers a little bit, and he sits back down like, ah, nah. little fucker. Jane. Yeah, those could take your finger off. Yeah. But, you know? I did not think that you truly would be able to get me feel somewhat sympathetic towards the Dursleys. <laughs> so quickly in this podcast. Uh, apparently, we truly are uh, potentially getting into Harry Potter. <laughs> Has anyone ever looked at it from the Dursley's perspective? Right. <laughs> because, actually, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. This kid that you don't really care for brought a fucking owl a fucking home. Owl. Okay. Not a tiny one, a big <laughs> ass fucking barn owl. Yeah. They treat Snowy him bad owl. enough to begin Snowy with. Owl. We all yes. agree with that. But really, who the fuck brings home an owl? And honestly, that is kind of a big ass. We're going to get into the way that he. Yeah. We'll get into it here. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's maybe. Keep, let's keep going. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is a 
time where uh, we can maybe we can get into that a little bit. Maybe over a, a beverage okay. of some kind. Okay. I'd have a beer. I'd have a beer. Yeah. Why don't we grab ourselves a brew? A witch's brew. Oh, damn. That's better than I was going to say. And we'll be back right after this. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And we're back. Unlike Harry, we are not about to call it a night. It is not currently almost 1 o'clock in the morning like it is for Harry. He has a realization. He has been 13 years old for almost a whole hour now, and he didn't even realize it. 13 is usually one of your, like, big hoorah birthdays. He has a habit of being up late at night on his birthday. He does. You know, he's a highly unusual boy. Never really looked forward to his birthdays because he never got a birthday card. That's really sad. And it's a little sad. Hedwig is currently gone. He is staring out the window trying to... So he doesn't even have his buddy. Doesn't even have his buddy. Double sucks. Yeah. Doing secret homework on your birthday with no friends. He kind of gives one more peek out the window for Hedwig. And then he sees an owl coming. Except it's not just one owl. Three owls are sort of flying into his life. Back to... (laughs) Wow. Thank you for that. Uh, Back to Vernon's reasoning and maybe his defense a little bit about not having an owl in his house. Now he's let Harry let it out. And now there are three owls in his house. (laughs) We've we've hit rabbit theory. Yeah. If I can let you have one, we're going to have five. If you give a kid an owl. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to ask for two more. (laughs) No, what we have coming directly at us through the window right now is Errol, the Weasley family owl, currently unconscious and being carried by the other two. Also, a dream probably most 13-year-old boys would have is a bunch of hooters flying to them through an open window in the middle of the night. That I just wanted to... You're weird. We, and now we can move on. But yeah. I think part of this chapter is trying to make it clear to us how completely isolated Harry is by, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, outside of his control, right? He can do nothing. But... He's allowed to have his owl in and out of the window. He's just not supposed to be sending ladders. But the owl comes and goes at night. Yeah, so he's got the perfect opportunity the to do it anyway. That, how the fuck is Uncle Vernon going to fucking y- stop you? One of the owls, as I said, was Errol, unconscious, being carried by Hedwig. And a third owl, which Harry comes to realize is a owl from Hogwarts. Uh, and that owl drops off Errol. Drops off the letter that came with it and then took right the fuck back off. 
got shit to do. It's a business owl. I want to talk about Errol because Errol looks that, rough. That, Errol looks that rough. bird is paid salary. Oh That's yeah, why. yeah, not hourly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not hourly. We're getting this the fuck done and yeah. over with. Yeah. Guys, do you know what Errol brought Harry? That's right, his first ever birthday mm, card. I was talking carol? to the. I was talking to the listeners. Uh, Errol sang a carol. Errol's. I, oh, I wish Errol sang a carol. <laughs> Errol's blacked out right now, so I don't think Errol's doing yeah. much. I, I do believe Errol is currently in Hedwig's cage getting some water, some much-needed rest and water. But Errol has uh, Harry's first-ever birthday card, as I said, uh, but he also has a news clipping where we find out that the Weasleys are on vacation in Egypt checking out the fucking pyramids on what sounds like a wonderful summer holiday because Bill Weasley is a curse breaker for Gringotts Wizarding Bank. And then, of course, we do get Ron's letter to Harry in which he wishes him happy birthday. He apologizes about the phone call. Wouldn't believe some of the curses in these tombs. They're so bad, in fact, that Ginny was not allowed to go in some of the pyramids because the skeletons had, like, arms and legs growing out of places that arms and legs shouldn't grow out of. Yeah, they all turned into mutants. Now, we know about most of these places, so are we to believe then that the reason that they go to Egypt is to get into these places, take care of all the magic cursey stuff, so that when the muggles get in there... There's nothing dangerous. See, and that's well why, be. like, nothing really weird happens when Wait. we get into pyramids Hold now. On. That would be a job, I would think, for the Ministry of Magic. Yep, there it is. Oh, there fuck, it is. Yeah, yeah you're Bill right. Bill works for the bank. Mm -hmm. The bank is going in and breaking the curses. So there might be some type of connection between the magical government and the bank in which the bank is allowed to go in there, break the curses. And, and uh, uh, can I just guess? Maybe keep the money. <laughs> Maybe take whatever they Maybe want. Maybe take the stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the Ministry of Magic gets to go in and make sure that the muggles won't have anything to deal with when okay. they go through. Okay. You know, maybe they're Bill... the ones that set up all the fucking booby traps inside the pyramid. It's all coming together. Now, I, I do believe They're in that... league with the aliens, man. No, no, they are. I do believe that they say that Bill works as a curse breaker for Gringotts Wizarding Bank, but maybe the expedition is of the ministry and Bill is there because he's such a good curse breaker, as in like he's on okay. loan for this expedition. We don't know. Independent we don't get told. contractor. We don't get told. Okay. And it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, peel back the curtain a little bit. These are books for kids. Oh, yeah. Not really supposed to dig that deep. Uh, however, uh, how do we you are you? we are adults and Is we that... are reading these books, and I want to dig deep. <laughs> hey, J.K. Rowling has has made a whole fucking world, and she's making a lot mm -hmm. of money based on the fact that there's a whole world behind all this. It's very so, true. Uh, it's very true. Let's peel the onion. That's true. Well, really, the last the last piece of onion to peel in Ron's letter is just that he does let Harry know that uh, they're going to have enough money left over after their holiday for a brand new wand. Oh because, yeah. As we all know, Ron's old wand uh, snapped last year. I was I was going to say real quick though. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's the wand I believe that Jade is holding in her hands yep. currently. Yep. Because I like me, Ron. <laughs> After going to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter down in Florida at our, uh, Universal, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we each got the magic wands that have the little eyeball in them. So then you can control stuff when you go to the park. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, sick. I have a character who is coming up later in the books, Wanda. Jade... <laughs> 
has <laughs> she's got Ron's wand. And I was told I couldn't have my wand at the table. It's just inappropriate when you pulled it. That's not what we meant. What I meant was I wanted to get back to Ron's letter, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, because I was mistaken earlier. I said that was the last part of Ron's letter. But there was one more part. And he just mentions that they're going to be back in London before term starts. And he was just seeing if Harry might be available to maybe join up and have a little bit of fun. Before school starts with friends. I'm sure that Vernon would be fine with that. Oh, totally. I mean, ultimately, yeah, he wants Harry to go. So, yeah, yeah. you want to leave sooner? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, and by the way, Percy said boy. Percy's head boy. Yeah, that was the postscript in Ron's letter. He's head boy. He's head boy. He's the head boy. But <laughs> I don't like saying the words head boy anymore. So <laughs> I would like to talk about the present that Ron got Harry. He got him a pocket sneakoscope. And if someone untrustworthy is around, it's supposed to light up and spin. However, Ron tried it out and Bill mentioned that it's just rubbish that's sold to tourists because it kept lighting up at dinner. Little did he know, though. Just for no reason. As, as Ron lets us know, little did Bill know. That Fred and George had put beetles in his soup. I do real want real quick. In the picture, it says Percy had a fez on top of his oh, head. Yes, He's, yes. Like you could just picture a redheaded dude with a fez. <laughs> like he is the most. Well, not just a fez. A fez with the head boy head badge boy. pinned He's to it. He is the most pompous thing oh, you've yes. ever seen. Oh wow. Okay, so I didn't realize what a fez was. Oh. I was thinking of a different hat. <laughs> So no, hang on, hold on, because we have to talk about yeah. this. That uh, is I a think, fez. I think it's culturally significant in some places. That's, yes, for some uh, yeah. Reason. I could I could see if maybe there's something else, but I didn't realize it was this. Do I you mean, know? this is out of like Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes, thank you very uh, much. Yeah. Do you know what I see when I look at this fez in front of us on the screen right now? Plenty of room for a head boy badge to be pinned. There yeah. Is oh yeah, so much room. What do you think? You go thing. front and center on that bad boy. The guy from or... the Mummy. Oh, head boy is front and center for sure. Or one of those. Or was like the a... Mummy. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking the uh, Indiana Jones. Unfortunately, Nate, I know you want to keep looking at fezes, but I do <laughs> want to clarify that Harry was not given a fez as a present. He was given a sneakoscope, yes. which he takes from Ron or takes from the package and puts it as it sits ever so still and balanced. Good sign. Yeah. Uh, and he puts it on his bedside table. Well, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like your Uncle Vernon's around and he's a piece mm -hmm. of shit and you know you can't trust him. But also, he's not lying to you about the fact that he doesn't fucking like you. Yeah. So, like, he's not being sneaky. He just you, doesn't like you. He, Harry can trust that Vernon doesn't like him. Correct. So yeah. he's not necessarily untrustworthy. Dudley, though... Probably so untrustworthy. <laughs> but that brings us to our second letter present in card from Hermione. And she does let Harry know she heard about Ron's phone call, so that's why she didn't call. Uh, and she's actually on holiday in France. And she is studying so much history that is going on there, even though she's very jealous about Ron being able to look at the wizard curses in Egypt. Yeah, in Egypt. Harry is over there in England mm -hmm. in, like, one house. Doesn't mm -hmm. sound like he gets to leave. And then his two best friends in the world are like, yo, we're over in Egypt, which, honestly, good for the Weasleys. We 
we know they don't have much money. Yeah. You want them to be able to have a good time. Plus, it's the Weasleys. They fucking deserve it. But Hermione, also main character, love France for her. But then Harry's like, they get to go to these exotic locations and I'm just here. <laughs> Well, I, Still. I do believe that potentially the equivalent of France for us would be like North Carolina. Yeah. That's yeah. like, okay, that I can see that. It's foreign, yeah. but not that foreign when you live in Europe. Egypt is more. Oh, yeah. Exotic yeah. trip it's than like France Florida. would be. Yeah, or, or Hawaii. That's why I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, my gosh, they got, like, extravagant vacations. But then when you put it in the perspective of that, it's like they took, like, a, a train and maybe a small plane. Yeah, yeah. because... Oh, that's that's a They can do a one-day turnaround trip. When we were in Scotland, yeah. we were talking about going to Spain. France, because I was going to go to Disney. Was it France? Yeah. for Just, like, for the day, because yeah. it was super cheap to just zip over there real yeah. quick. So, it's not as extravagant as you, like, like you said, it's just, like, going to a different state or something, but... Still, Harry, yeah, Harry's jealous, I'm sure. Maybe not quite a one-day trip, but it is only five hours to go from London to Paris. Really? Oh, you could do a weekend trip for sure. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. However, we get some insight into Hermione as a character in her letter because she has actually rewritten her whole history of magic essay to include some of the things that she found out on her vacation. Her essay is actually two rolls of parchment more than what Professor Binns asked for. Rolls. 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 Rolls of parchment. Not pages more. Rolls more. Holy I'd be like, Hermione, here's the deal. I see your three scrolls here. I'm going to throw two of them away. This is all I want. (laughs) Don't do this again. But Professor Binns is like the long, drawn out professor anyways. Oh, he lives for that shit. Yeah. Yeah, So he... Nah, yeah. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't live for much. Yeah. He, but that's he what, a ghost. You know, you know, he bores them, so he gets that yeah. long-ass fucking thing from Hermione back. Well, oh, Hermione. Well, he doesn't Hermione. need time to sleep, so it's fine. Hermione also expresses that she hopes that she can see Harry in the week before school, you know, down in uh, Diagon Alley, because she will be there as well. And she ends her letter by saying, love from Hermione, which I'm sure is not confusing to 13-year-old Harry at all. Oh, oh yeah. No. And she also mentions that she noticed that Percy is head boy, and she seems very pleased, and Ron does not. <laughs> what, what's crazy to me is that I think I write into that love Hermione, love from Hermione more than Harry did. Like, as a child, I was like... Oh, yeah. I was just a little bit younger to not be the same ages as the characters in the books came out. Yeah. And so I for sure had a crush on Hermione. Yeah. Before the movies. Like, we're talking the book. Like, I, I had a crush on Hermione. Am I hearing just a little bit of... Hermione. 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 (laughs) Put some respect on her name. Hey, I've got no problem with that. I was just like, was Uh, that an accent? And then it happened like two more times. I do feel like, (laughs) yeah, not an accident. Uh, Not an accent adent. Anyway, that probably isn't that great. I'm getting a little bit worked up thinking about my crush on Hermione. So I think that maybe we take a quick little break and then we'll be back right afterwards and we'll finish up chapter one owl post of the prisoner of azkaban harry potter book <laughs> that was like it was an address <laughs> with a number, question mark at the number end. full send that drive. to chapter one harry potter <laughs> yeah just do that uh, in wherever wherever <laughs> yeah uh, what the problem is Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get into the present that Hermione gives to Harry. He holds up the parcel, and it's quite heavy. And his first thought is because it's from Hermione. A lot of books with real difficult spells. Would Big, make sense. heavy books. Sure. And I would just want to throw out real quick. If I was a 13-year-old boy who two years ago found out I was a wizard, I think I'd really like big, heavy books with difficult spells in them. That's true. I think I'd want that. But that is not what we get. We get a broom servicing kit, which is definitely, totally not about masturbation. About rod polished? Yeah, exactly. Here's uh, something to make a stick nice and smooth. Oh, Nate, just you wait. Yeah. Okay, between love Hermione and this, you're right. She's sending some signals. <laughs> I just have to say that for somebody who grew up as a wizard, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll figure that shit out eventually. I yeah. know it. I can do whatever. My mom can do whatever. I don't need to learn the spells. The hard mm-hmm. part is being born a wizard. Once you got that, you got time for the rest. But when you grew up a muggle, yeah. right? There's all these times when you're cleaning up your room and you're doing all this shit by hand and you're like, damn, I wish I had magic so I could just do this easier. Yeah. And then you learn you do. We never have one moment of Harry being like, I need to learn all the spells I need to learn to make my life easy. Like, to that point that he just made. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I want the books with the with the difficult spells. Or at least the, the like, hey, how to fucking maintenance my house without, <laughs> you know, just simple how to mow the lawn without actually mowing the lawn and not have muggles see me. Well, he can't do that at this point because he can't do magic while he's underage at the I Dursleys uh, yeah. kind of a deal. But you still want to learn. And yeah. I would, well, yeah, I would argue that I think we do get examples of being able to charm things. So, like, charm them while you're at school, and then bring them home. And you did the magic at school, not yeah. at home. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just saying. Oh. Uh, however, what I want to really just say is what the contents of this broom servicing kit are, because it's a large jar of Fleetwood's high finish. Handle polish, mm-hmm. which is definitely not lube. <laughs> there is also a pair. I am positive that the bottom of the jar says that exactly. I do not put on human skin, not lubrication. Also read that there was a pair of gleaming silver tail twig clippers, which are definitely not pube trimmers. Gotta clean them up. There is a tiny brass compass to clip on your broom for long journeys. This one was a bit more difficult, but I'm going with wrist-worn step counter that only notices the motion of your wrist and counts that as a step. Oh, I thought cock ring. Oh, fuck, yeah. cock ring would be good, too. Yeah, okay. All right, you know all right. which way you're going. Hey, this is why it's a team game. Or, or now that you've got it all polished up and trimmed up, you're going to put a nice little bow on it. <laughs> little Bonnie star. Do you know why you should put a bow on it? Because the last thing in that kit is a handbook of do-it-yourself broom care, which is totally a newbie magazine. <laughs> it Just is a read bo- this. You'll figure it out how to polish it. <laughs> Trust me. In all seriousness, though, Harry missed Quidditch. Yeah. And that brings us to the last parcel, which is from Hagrid. Hagrid. But, but as I'm sure... We all suspected a present from Hagrid sometimes doesn't seem like a present. Yeah, they're not always the safest thing. Like, he doesn't send it with the intention of it being dangerous. I really like how Harry realizes that as he opens this thing. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, mm, 
this could be, why don't I just lean back a little bit when you open it to take the first peek to be sure? Well, and Harry does mention that he knows Hagrid would never send him something dangerous. However, Hagrid doesn't have exactly a normal, quote-unquote, person's view of what is dangerous. Like, he has a broom polish kit for his broom that Harry himself just kind of overly narrated that it's a dangerous and exciting sport because you're up on brooms way up there. So danger is kind of muted a little bit sure oh yeah do the one thing maybe whether it's magical or Mm -hmm. whatever could still be fucking dangerous also why are you opening the presents before reading the letters well i'm not sure if he attempted to open hagrid's present or if these were just observations that he was able to make you only open the letter first when you're in the presence of them when yeah, you're in the presence of the gift giver. Now, I, I actually, I have to, I got to walk that back because later today uh, for our other show, the Sword of Truth podcast, we're going to be recording us opening something that was sent to us by a fan and I'm going to read the letter first. <laughs> so well, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you yeah. just do. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it does help, though, that we don't think that it's a dangerous present that's being sent to us. Hagrid is a man who has befriended giant spiders. He bought Fluffy from a dude in a pub, and he sneaked an illegal dragon egg into his cabin. And that's just in the last two years. Yeah. We don't even know what this Three-headed dog, paraphernalia. Yeah, sneaked. sneaked. It's a word. <laughs> snuck? You can say snuck, but sneaked is also there. Harry pokes the parcel and it snaps back loudly at him. He actually grabs his bedside lamp and prepares to strike it as he pulls off the rest of the wrapping bear. So he does try to open it before he reads the letter. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. We got confirmation. That for sure happens. (laughs) Even after he's nervous about it. Yeah. But the crazy thing is out falls a book. The monster book of monsters. And we find out it is kind of a monster itself because it immediately flips onto its edge, and then scuttles along the bed like a crab, falls off the bed, shuffles across the room, and underneath a desk. I love the monster book of monsters. If you you guys play D&D at all, (laughs) there is a creature called a mimic. Mm -hmm. And all the mimic is is like a big old, uh, I don't know, pirate chest kind of a thing. But then when you open it, it's a mouth and Mm -hmm. very sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. And so I know we've all seen the movie of this, so we know how they did this this thing. But it's the same thing in my mind, but this one's more compact. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm thinking like yeah. paperback books. If you could just get one of these little things that's like eight by whatever those come in, eight by six or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you could just keep them and just pass them out to people. <laughs> Like, here you wow. Go. I guess you might be a little bit more Slytherin than I thought. I mean, you know, part of me thinks it's more pet-like, and part of me is just uh, spreading information. I might do what Harry ends up doing, though, because safety. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt a bunch of innocent people. Scaring them is one thing, but yeah. I do think I actually might be okay with you attempting to do this scenario as long as Jade and I can be Hedwig and Errol, and that is where we just perch somewhere <laughs> and, and <watch>. spectate. <laughs> but Harry does actually finally constrain the book with a belt. Then he does, in fact, read Hagrid's card. 
card. And then, of course, another happy birthday card. And Hagrid just kind of gives him a vague hint of, hey, buddy. Line you. one, Harry, don't open the present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that would have been so much better. Uh, but no, he just says, hey, you might find this useful next year. Won't say no more. And he hopes the muggles are treating him right. And, you know, Harry immediately is wondering what a biting book could possibly be useful for. We have a nice little moment before we get to the full end of this chapter because he puts Hagrid's card next to Ron and Hermione's and he just kind of looks at him for a second and just grins to himself because he's got three birthday cards on his birthday. But then we get to the final letter. It is, of course, the letter from Hogwarts. We get the gist of where the Hogwarts Express will be. Platform nine and three quarters, as we all know. Yep. Please do not drive yourself. Don't drive yourself. <laughs> Try not to have an elf curse the... Transportation is provided. Yes. Please no private rides. Yeah. Do not let an elf curse the entrance so it closes early. But no, we also find out that third years are going to be permitted to visit the village of Hogsmeade on Fuck certain... Yeah. Mead is in the name. I am in. And all you got to do is get a permission slip signed by your parent or guardian. Oh. Hmm. You don't need it for Quidditch, but you need it to go to the village. Yeah, great point. Don't need a permission slip to play Quidditch. Look, I'm not recommending (laughs) anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm not recommending anybody do this, but if I'm Harry... I'm signing Vernon's name. Fuck him. Yeah, you got it. They must. Like, they must have. Like, I know it's not good, but they he's must not have gonna a way. do it. They gotta have a way to check that. Cause yeah, forgery in the Wizarding World. Charm a quill. Uh, charm a feather yeah. into writing yeah. signatures. Oh, you could charm the pen that then copies the signature. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I am full of bad ideas this episode. What the fuck is <laughs> happening? I'm like, here, pass out dangerous books and See, <laughs> commit forgery. <laughs> commit forgery. Hey, who knows? Maybe the paper is spelled with something that would It could be. It. We also get a list of the books that Harry will need. But we do find out that Hogsmeade is an entirely wizarding village. And he has never been there. Harry hasn't. But he also knows that there is absolutely no way VNP... Vernon and Petunia would sign that permission slip. Wow. Roughly at the same time he So comes... do we think that was on purpose or V and P? Yeah. I, what's so funny? P and v, you know. You know <laughs> what you did, Aaron. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows what you did. <laughs> As Harry comes to this realization, he also notices that it is now two o'clock in the morning. And do you know what Hogsmeade is? It's a problem for future Harry. (laughs) He scratches off another day on his Hogwarts countdown calendar, gets into his bed, looks at his birthday cards, and Harry Potter felt, just like everyone else, glad for the first time in his life that it was his birthday. What? End of chapter one. There we have it. There it is. There she be. We're back. Chapter one is in the books. Pun and fully intended. <laughs> How long ago did you write that? I'm just curious. Or was that just now? Not on the tablet, my guy. Wow. That was off the cuff. Well, you know what? I will say bar well placed. Mm, well, I think you did good. It's a long journey. Well, it, I think it's going to be a moving goalpost. <laughs> We're all going to watch him grow. We'll grade him on a curve. I, I, Right now, I feel up to the challenge. We'll see how I feel in a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, but I think for now, was there any final wrap-up thoughts you guys had for Chapter 1? I really like this chapter. I don't know if I've mentioned this on this show before, but my grandpa used to have a very, very large 
postcard collection. And it was because he was 13, but he was in the hospital and somebody sent him a postcard and it was his first ever one. And he just thought, huh, that's fucking neat. It's not a letter or like a gift or anything. It's just that, hey, here's a snapshot of like the town. So he was really into super old photos of Grand Rapids. Mm. That's what his collection was based around. But yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool because Harry's first, like, card for his birthday, I'll bet grown-ass Harry Potter (laughs) has a closet somewhere in his house that is just full of these. He's like, I've never thrown a card away in my life. Well, if if Harry Potter lives long enough to become a grown-up, we don't know. Yeah, if. If. We're not at the end of the book series (laughs) yet. (laughs) This book is one of my favorite books in the series. I know that as the series goes on, Joe Rowe ends up not doing what she does in this chapter as much, which is much nicer because like at this point she was still trying to get super duper popular. You so, are referring to the recaps yeah, where we get physical yeah. descriptions. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. exhausting. And I think the next chapter or two, I, it, it happens as you introduce yeah. the characters, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But things pick up from here and oh yeah it, it gets good i'm gonna be honest it just feels good to be back in the world of harry potter yeah i forgot how much i enjoy these books that's kind of kind of how i'm feeling i'm curious how you guys are feeling if you wanted to let us know what you thought of this chapter or this episode you could use your quills to write an email to podcastatt at gmail.com you can also follow us on any of our social media uh you can also find us on patreon.com slash podcast att thank you so much for listening and we'll see you real soon bye hey bye love from Aaron. I think uh, maybe we get ourselves a bill real quick. Uh, I think maybe we get ourselves a bill. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs>